Why call a Century 21 agent? Because they're filled to the brim with caring and patience and plain English translations. They're made of insight and speed and sunflower seeds because they're all about bringing a big blossoming bundle of happiness into your day. Century 21 agents. Smarter. Bolder. Faster. Hello and welcome on Ecowising, the podcast presented in collaboration with The Economist. I'm your host, How Are You? And today, we're going to talk about One Belt and One Road. Over the weekend, Xi Jinping welcomed 28 heads of state and government to Beijing for a coming out party, which continues today to celebrate the Belt and Road Initiative his most ambitious foreign policy. Launched in 2013 as One Belt, One Road, it involves China underwriting billions of dollars of infrastructure investments in countries along the Old Silk Road, linking it with Europe. The ambition is immense. China is spending roughly 150 billion US dollars a year in the 68 countries that have signed up to the scheme. The summit meeting, called a forum, has attracted the largest number of foreign dignitaries to Beijing since the Olympic Games in 2008. Yet fewer European leaders are showing up. For the most part, they have ignored the implications of China's initiative. What are those implications, and is the West right to be sanguine? The project is the clearest expression so far of Mr. Xi's determination to break with Deng Xiaoping's dictum to hide our capabilities and bide our time, never try to take the lead. The Belt and Road Forum, which bears the unfortunate acronym BARF, is the second set-piece event this year at which Mr. Xi will lay out China's claim to global leadership. The first was a speech against protectionism trade at the World Economic Forum in Davos in January. In 2014, Wang Yi, the foreign minister, said the initiative was Mr. Xi's most important foreign policy. Its ultimate aim is to make Eurasia, which is dominated by China, an economic and trading area to rival the transatlantic one, which is dominated by America. Behind this broad strategic imperative lie a plethora of secondary motivations, and it is the number and variety of these that prompts skepticism about the conference and practicality of the project. By investing in infrastructure, Mr. Xi hopes to find a more profitable home for China's vast foreign exchange reserves, most of which are in low-interest-bearing American government securities. He also hopes to create new markets for Chinese companies, such as high-speed rail firms, and to export some of his country's vast excess capacity in cement, steel, and other materials. By investing in volatile countries in Central Asia, he reckons he can create a more stable neighborhood for China's own restive western provinces of Xinjiang and Tibet. And by encouraging more Chinese projects around the South China Sea, the initiative should bolster China's claim in that area. The trouble is that some of these ambitions contradict others. Is a dodgy project in Central Asia a better place to invest in American government securities? And with different motivations go conflicting interests. There is infighting between the most important Chinese institutions involved, including the Ministry of Commerce, the Foreign Ministry, the Planning Commission and China's provinces.
To make matters worse, China is finding it hard to identify profitable projects in many Belt and Road countries. Chinese businessmen in Central Asia call it one road, one trap. To cap it all, China is facing a backlash against some of its plans, with elected governments in Sri Lanka and Myanmar repudiating or seeking to renegotiate projects approved by their authoritarian predecessors. As a result, the forum, on the face of its a celebration of the initiative, will in reality find Mr. Xi seeking to contain a backlash against it. That may seem to justify Europeans in their decisions to stay away, but the suspicions that the project will fail could be misguided. Mr. Xi needs the initiative because he has invested so much in it. China needs it because it provides an answer of sorts to some of its economic problems. And Asia needs it because of an insatiable thirst for infrastructure. The Belt and Road Initiative has plenty of problems, but Mr. Xi is determined to push ahead with it.